Welcome to Embodied Millions. Danielle Margraf here. I will be your host. And today we are going to talk about embodiment. What embodiment is, we're going to dive um, more deeply into this idea of embodiment and why it's important for you, why you should really explore it in within yourself as it pertains to all parts of your life. Uh, so embodiment as a concept is really about giving human form to in something invisible, to spirit, right? So it's about creating an idea or a concept through physical manifestation presentation. And so when we, it's really about how the body integrates processes and moves in the world, okay? And so when we're an embodiment of something, we are representative of that thing, right? Of that idea, of that concept, of that desire that wants to be expressed, right? And so if you are a living embodiment of being cheap, let's just say, then your actions, your energy, the way you express yourself, right, will be of someone who is cheap. So the opposite of that, obviously, being an embodiment of abundance, right, is someone who is moving in the world knowing there's always more than enough, right? There's always more than enough. There is a limitless supply right? And it's really our job just to look at in what ways we might be resisting or blocking or not seeing the big picture of all the ways we can dance and circulate in that abundance, right? And be experiencing that. And so when we're talking about an embodiment of, um, you know, whether it's embodiment of millions and or money, right? An embodiment of riches, an embodiment of feeling wealthy, right? Embodied wealth. Where what we're really talking about is being at the energetic frequency and then being in physical form, taking action, being congruent, being in alignment of wealth, of riches. And I had a really profound moment, actually, because um, there was a time in my business that I was like, where are the people? Where are the clients? How do I get the clients? How do I, where are they? Right? And I had a coach who would be like, they're everywhere. They're all around. There's people all around who want to work with you. They're everywhere. But I was like, I don't get it. Where are they? And I remember um, at the time, uh, and this was, you know, a few years ago, but at the time it was like DM everybody, right? There was this idea that DMing everyone, being in constant connection with people, always being in the DMs was in, you know, on Facebook or on social media was the way to um, up-level your business and get in relationship with people and sort of fish for the clients, and I remember always being super uncomfortable and it brought up this idea of, you know, that I was being in resistance. Like, was I willing to do this? And so um, I was coached around resistance and I was coached around like, I got to be, you know, if this is who I want to be, this is what I got to do. 
And so fast forward, I hired another coach because I have hired lots of coaches in my, in my 12 years of coaching. And I was saying to her, do you think I should, um, you know, DM all these people? Like I need to make do a hundred DMs. I need to do 10 DMs a day. I need to, this is what I was told. And she said, if you were already a millionaire, how would you use your time? Would you be DMing everyone late at night, nine o'clock at night when all you really want to do is go to bed? And I was like, fuck no, of course I would not be. She's like, okay, so that is being, right? Being in alignment to that self-image and being the person, being the person who already has their wish fulfilled. And It took a lot for me, I got it intellectually, but it took a lot for me to embody because that feels quite risky, right? So now I'm not going to do the thing that I was told to do that was going to prove results or some results anyway. And instead, which was totally out of alignment for me, right? That personally it was out of alignment. I think to some people it might be in alignment and that's okay, right? Judgment-free zone here. But for me, it was out of alignment. And I knew that the energy, you know, energy speaks louder than anything else, like period, the end. And when you're doing something that feels um, so incongruent to what we want to create, right, to you and what you want to create, it comes across, right? And then we're like, it doesn't work. And then In my experience, a lot of strategists are like, you know, you got to keep going and you got to keep going and you got to keep doing and you got to keep doing. And there's just a lot more to add to the doing, 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 doing. And the truth is, is I was already tired. Like, I don't want to live or run my business like that. I didn't get into business to be in business like that, you know? And so embodiment of... And a lot of people, I will share this too. Um, I just spoke and got off the phone with a woman who, you know, we were talking about, she was like, I'm exhausted, you know, I'm exhausted and I'm tired. And I was like, you know, and there's all these rules around how she should show up in her business. And I thought, oh, that's a job. You know, that's not, that is not, um, running a business. That to me is not freedom. That's a job. And it's insidious, right? Because we start to get stuck in old ideas of what we think it should look like, what we were told it should look like. We take, we do a lot of assuming and we watch what everyone else and how everyone else might be doing it. And we're not even consciously taking it in, but we're taking it in. And then we're starting to create things that are not coming from our, really the essence of who we are and how we want to express. And really the essence of who we are and how we want to express is the embodiment piece, right? It's, it's really creating from a space of not of consumption and, and, you know, imitation and repetition of what we think will work, should work. You know, it really is about how do we want to create it? What do we want to do? What do we want to, what do we want it to look like? What do we want it to feel? like, right? Because the representation or the expression of, of something 
tangible, like to bring it into visible, into visible form. That's it. That is the key of embodiment. And it's a, it could be a feeling. It could be an idea. It could be a quality. It's like, what is it? So if we want to create embodied wealth, right? What that means to me is I'm not pushing beyond the capacity of my body. I am not pushing the capacity of what feels good. I am not pushing, grasping in any way to get anything, right? I'm always truly living from the inside out. I am checking in with myself and always shifting from there, learning to be in an expansive place that feels safe inside my body and what that looks like you know, what that feels like, how that's represented. And so that can feel pretty terrifying if you're a doer. You know, that can feel pretty terrifying if, you know, you have already created a business that is bringing in money and you're just keeping things running, but now the way it's running is exhausting and you're constantly trying to pivot and innovate, you know, that's exhausting. And so When we're tapping into this concept of embodiment, we really want to be in body, right? We want to be in body. We want to be in our, in our essence, in our body and come from that place of powerful presence, right? When we are, when actors embody a role, right? Or even in real life, we embody roles as mothers, we embody roles as teachers, we embody roles as coaches, we embody roles as CEOs, we embody roles as, you know, you know, sibling, we embody role as, right, whatever we're embodying that role of, right? What happens is, is we're so used to embodying a role, what we're doing is we're wearing, we're sort of being in body of how that person thinks, how that person believes, what we think that person should do. So I'll give you an example. I am a single mom, as you already probably know, uh, but I am, I've been a single mom for quite some time now, uh, 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. And I really watched, obviously I see what, how mothers do it, right? I see how other mothers do it. I know how my mother did it, right? And there's a lot of comparison in motherhood. And so I would always be looking at what I thought I should do. And the truth is, is that being someone who is sort of the stay-at-home mom, who's a working mom um, as well, and I'm only one person, there is a lot on my plate at all times, right? There's a lot. And so there's things that before I had kids, you know, before you have kids, you know, you're, you're like the queen of motherhood because you always think like how you would do it. Right. I remember thinking I was the best mother when I wasn't a mother. Cause I'd be like, Oh, I'm, I would do this and I would do this and this is how I would do it. And this is what I want it to look like, you know, and it doesn't always work out like that. Maybe if ever. And so there were things that had to sort of fall to the wayside because I had to be showing up in the most important ways. And some of those things 
We're not, um, like I'm not domestically inclined. I'm not, I don't, I'm not someone who cooks all the time. I don't like cooking. It's not for me. If I, you know, I, I thank God for the ninja, you know, air fryer grill combo thing. Like I, we live off of cooking out of that thing, but you know, I used to feel like I had to be in a role of mother and it had to look a certain way and I had to wear that and I would find myself failing time and time again. And finally I was like, the jig is up. Like, this is not who I am. Like I am a mother, but I am me too. Right. And so there was an integration of, you know, and I, we, me and my kids talk about it very openly. We talk about it very openly about, you know, um, I'm not a traditional mom, right? There's, you know, and not to say we don't have food. There's always food. And it's not to say I don't cook at all. I cook sometimes, you know, but probably not in a very, it doesn't look very traditional the way my house is run. Actually, I, my daughter says, this is a perfect way to describe. If you've ever seen better things, the mom in better things is me, right? My daughter was like, oh my God, she's just like you. Although she loves to cook and she's a great cook. And I, and I, I grab inspiration from her and I do effort. I do put in some trying in that area. Um, I am far from being on, uh, the food network, but the point being is that embodying, being embodied in roles, and then being really embodying like all the parts of myself and being in conversation about like, yeah, I'm untraditional. I'm an untraditional mom, right? And this, and you know, I'll ask my kids, do you, how do you feel about that? Like, and they're like, oh my gosh, mom, you are not like any moms that we know. And I'd say, well, do you want me to be more traditional? Do you want me to be more like, you know, that mom or that mom. And they're like, no way, you know, and they'll give me all the stories about, you know, about the life of that, their friend or whatever. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that when we're embodying more of ourselves, when we're embodying more of the way we want to do it, we become more congruent and we can embody wealth and the frequency of wealth when we're, we drop the resistance, right? So the resistance of me trying to be someone who's in the DMs or the resistance of me trying to be the mom who cooks or is traditional and that would make me good at what I do, it was actually working against me because it was not congruent with how my soul wants to be expressed, right? And so now I only show up in ways that my soul wants to be expressed and I only show up in the ways that my body is in complete alignment and and is magnetized and inspired to act. And that is embodiment because when I only act in, in inspiration, right? And inspiration meaning in spirit, right? And embodiment is spirit in visible form. When I only act in inspiration, I am actually in so much congruence and that's where my results come from. And so talking about embodied millions, talking about embodied wealth, a somatic path to riches, right? Which is my jam. We're talking about being in the body and allowing the body to lead and create for yourself a body-led business, a body-led life. And this doesn't mean not stretching ourselves, right? Like this 
this podcast for me was a stretch and it was a stretch. It was felt completely congruent. I felt drawn and called to express in this way. And I was fucking scared, you know, to put, who am I? Like those were the inner thoughts. Who am I to say all these things? Who am I to share this? Why can't you just be happy with what you have? Why do you got to keep doing more? Right. And that's the voice of my fear. And that voice has come up for every single thing that I've done that up leveled me. It came up when I wanted to leave teaching. It came up when I knew divorce was my next step. It came up when I went into coaching. It came up when I was going back to somatic work. It came up when, right? Like it came, it comes up in relationship. It comes up all the time. It's like the fearful voice in me says, why can't you just be happy with what you have? Why do you have to keep growing? Why do you have to keep stretching? Why do you have to keep doing more? But the truth is, is I'm only doing anything that feels it needs to be expressed through me. And that's how you know it's not resistance and that it is in alignment and it is in spirit and it is an inspired action, which is very different than forcing yourself to be in the DMs, you know, trolling for clients or if that's not obviously in alignment for you. It's very different than being this graspy energy. And so what is it that you want to embody, right? What are the thoughts? What are the ideas? What are the beliefs? What, are, what is the role? What, how do you want to show up and be expressed? That's, that's really the potency and the power of embodying anything. And so embodiment is the way that I teach. Embodiment is the way that I share. Embodiment is the way that I coach. Embodiment is the way that I bring in money. Embodiment, right? It's all embodiment work. And so the somatic work lends itself to come more into the body because most of us are in our heads. We're overthinkers. We're overanalyzing, right? Analysis paralysis or, um, you know, constantly being in lack of focus. We can't stay focused because we're not sure if we're doing the right thing. We're lacking trust in ourselves on the deep level that we need in order to make really powerful decisions that might shake things up, you know? And so when we, when we come more into the body, we start to work and connect and develop safety in our inner world, in our inner essence, in the unknown body, right? That person, that part of us inside of us, we have an outer world and an inner world. And so if you're someone who has connected mostly and and are taking feedback only through the five senses of the outer world, which most of us have been taught that, then we're not embodied, right? We're outside in and we're embodying, we're only replicas of what we're imitating, right? Because we're taking the fact of what we see, think, or see, feel, uh, taste, touch, right? Here as fact, but that's not the truth, that's not the truth. You have a whole inner being and inner world that has the truth within it. Embodiment is being able to have the courage to express it. Ooh, that feels like a nice place to end. 
I feel complete. And so we'll stop there. I would love for you to share Embodied Millions with anyone that you know, because sharing is caring. And we're getting the word out that you can make money, generate income, create wealth without all the stress, without the struggle, without the sacrifice, without the burnout, and really do it from the inside out in a very real embodied way. And so until next time, take care.